Yo, what up, guys? Welcome back to the fastest growing sports gambling podcast in the tri state area. We got double A Anthony Alessino. We got the graduate Brian Castiglione. And my name, as always, is James Hawkins. And this is Par Play Group. What's up, everybody? It's week one. We're here. It's been a long time. We have Anthony Alessino back in studio today. I'm back better than ever. Who we do not have today is Brian. We switched. His back hurts, and now I'm back. <laughs> so, before we get into everything, you weren't here. Any off-season Jets, Giants, futures, mm. anything like that you want to get off your chest to the people? Uh, you know, it's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough thing. You know, I feel like I I I, I want to say the Jets and Giants both got better, but they didn't. At the same time, I know I don't know where you guys left off last week. I don't know how in detail you got. Because I was laying up in bed for a week. But I I think the talent's there for both teams. I just don't think the um, – what's the word I'm looking for? <sighs> Production is there, if that makes sense. Like, I think Tony, the um, the wide receiver on the Giants. Canaries, Tony. Yeah, I think he could play ball. I don't think we're going to see him much this year at all. I think there's just too much people already in place there. I think he may be a little factor in the kicking return game and, and things like that. But I don't think he's going to be like a, a world-beating talent now. Well, what do you think? They got John Ross over there. So you got John and, Ross. And Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton and Kenny Galladay. You know what I mean? They're still up in the air about uh, Saquon Barkley, which I think he's going to have a good year. I do. Um, and then you look at the Jets. It's like they lost um, Lawson on defense. Yeah. Huge we, loss. We went over yeah. that. So it's like you don't really know where they stand. And like people – some people are talking up Zach Wilson like he's a mix between Peyton Manning and and uh, and uh, who's the guy? Marino. Oh, that's yeah, everyone's right. saying yeah. Dan Marino, especially in yeah. terms of this, the speed of the release. Now I get that he might be a special talent. As for this year, ah, it's tough. They're not there. Six, you know what I mean? Six and twelve. Six and eleven. Six and eleven. It's going to be. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to mess up. I can't even express how many times I'm going to mess up this year saying that it's going to be sixteen games instead of seventeen. Yeah, yeah, we went. We, uh, it's like we went through that already and, in the first show, and that changes the over the the win totals for the year. That really you affects would, them. You would think so, but when we did it, oh well, in terms of the actual action, number, yeah. But when we did it, the numbers didn't seem very different from so a regular like, year. When a, when a, when a common folk, you say, "How many games are the Giants going to win?" You know, five, right? Well, with that extra game. You know, there's a big difference between like, like that's the big difference. And some teams are got like I don't know, it's almost impossible to tell where that last game came from, right? Do you know who the lowest number with the no it bleh, 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 red leather, yellow leather? Do you know what the lowest win total was over under that we got that we used on the show? For any team? The lowest number or for any for team any team in the league, yeah, the lowest number that we had. <sighs> The Texans. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Texans for sure. I'm saying the number. Four and a half. It was either four and a half or four. Yeah. I think it was four and a half. Yeah, I don't think you could – I don't think you can – as a, from Vegas' standpoint, I don't think there's any money to be made in in anything less than four. Because you want people to take the under too, right? And nobody's going to take under three. Well, right. And that's what we had like a few weird teams where we got – um like six and a half, and I was like, ah, 
I don't know if I confidently hit the under on six and a half, but you get me to seven and a half, and now yeah. we might be talking. Six is not a lot of wins when you're talking, you know. Like, so, so for me, it's like, um, what did Vinny bet a couple of years? The Bengals, right? The Bengals to not make the playoffs? No, the Bengals to win, and they ended up hitting the win total because they ended up doing really, or I forgot what the scenario was. But it was oh, like. No, he bet under. And they tied that game in overtime where they were playing for the tie. Right. So you, you don't want to be in a situation where the under on that. You don't need a situation where like oh, a, a fluke win or two, and all of a sudden you're rooting for ties. Like, but you also don't want to bet the over on everything. So it's like it's a weird thing. But as far as New York sports, I think you know the Bills are the best team out of the three New York teams. The Jets probably aren't going to sneak in and make the playoffs. There's a chance the Giants do because the division isn't that clean yet. I think the I mean, who do you have as a favorite in uh, the NFC East? The NFC East, who I picked. Yeah. I said it's going to come down between Washington and the Giants. The favorite is Dallas. Yeah. I just have my whole thing about, is Dak going to throw 200 passes? Is he going to Yeah. Is he going to play more than four games in a row? Is he going to play four games in a row ever yeah. earlier? I think it was a nasty injury. Yeah, I, think, I actually think Dallas does win the division as a Giant fan. It's crazy to say. If they don't. It's it fall. I don't think it's gonna fall on and Dak Prescott. I think it's gonna fall on Mike McCarthy. So that's where I'm at because we saw that like Mike needed Dak more more than Dak needed the Cowboys. Oh, for sure. You know what and I mean. Well, and they had a bad backup situation. Too. They did, but you saw that, like you know, and that's how I feel. So I'm like, I'll give it to the Cowboys. Washington's defense is solid, and if Fitzpatrick does the same thing he did last year in Miami, they're probably. Yeah, they should. They're be, probably contenders for they a while. Should be up there. And Brian brought it up. We well, the day that we got on air last week was the day Cam Newton got caught. Brian said yeah, Ron yeah, Rivera yeah. should give Cam Newton a call. He should. I didn't have him on my list because I wasn't thinking of teams that could use starters. I was thinking of high end backups. I had the Jets, the Ravens, and the Cardinals. The Ravens sound right. It sounds like a match made in heaven, but and the Cardinals too. Yeah, you know? Cardinals too. Yeah, because Colt McCoy's their backup. Even even the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Even Cowboys the, are another team that makes yeah. sense, too. I just feel like too many things need to happen right for both the Jets and Giants to make the playoffs. Too much needs to happen to go right. Jandon Jones needs to stay healthy and play well. Saquon Barkley needs to stay healthy and play well. Kenny Galladay needs to be able to receive the ball. Someone's got to get him the ball. Evan Ingram can't drop passes. Like There's a lot that goes on. The, the, the Giants secondary is still like a big question mark. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dory Jackson, that's great. But like, There's no bigger season in New York football than for Daniel Dimes. Yeah. This is the year for him. And, and Gettleman. And, Gettleman is in well, danger. Gettleman is – there's great scout, bad GM. Doesn't understand value on anything. Right. Like he doesn't understand the proper value on things. Going all the way back to Saquon. Like now, Saquon's great for what he is, and you want to talk. Donald had his bad time, and because if it wasn't Saquon, it was going to be Donald. It was never going to be Josh Allen. But yeah, the value sense play at two there should be the quarterback. It shouldn't be the running back. Yeah. So you know, from looking at he, good scout, not great value evaluator. I think if you understand. I don't think the pick makes sense still, and back then, of course, I was happy about it. Don't get me wrong, but Saquon needs to rush. Okay, not even rush. I'll say Saquon needs to combine for rushing and receiving yards this year at about, I'm going to be realistic, but not so realistic, 1,400 yards for me to be like, all right, he's he's healthy. It was worth it. 
we can build off this. Let's re-sign him, run it back. What the, the ultimate way you justify the pick is the, does he get to a second contract? Yeah, but you could give a lot of guys a second contract based off. It, it, the, to, for me, a second contract as a top five pick is like, I, I got to make you like a high, like the highest paid know, player. Do you know how far? Do you know how far back we have to go to find a Jets draft? Pick oh my God! In the first yeah. round that signed a second. Well, there's contract. a reason why. There's a reason why the it might be Mo Wilkerson. The, the NFL last time, 2011. Mo Wilkerson. The NFL the offers um, their retirement fund uh, after three and, and, and a half after three seasons. and a half service. Oh, I think it's three or three and a half service seasons. But there's a reason why you have to get that second contract, basically, right? Basically, to secure the bag, it's weird. I mean, the, the, the average NFL career yeah, is well, three we, years. We can't be handing out NFL no, I get it. to anybody who ever gets a day. You know, Brent Schaub shouldn't be collecting retirement money from the NFL for no. his three days with the Buffalo Bills. No, no, no. But hey, you know, so we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I'm sure I'll have more shit to talk after week one, but for now, yeah, we could just go right into the guest the line. Yeah, we yeah, that. so we got to go from last year. Oh, yeah, so. From last year, what do you, wait, what were you getting into? So I won last year, right? Guess the lines. Are any rules changing from guess the lines? The only you? guess the lines change that we're doing is if you get it correctly, right on the head, it counts for two points. Right. That's a pretty big change. All right. So Which you weren't here for it and you didn't listen to it on the on the win. I think I hit six win team win total over unders right on the head. Really? Yeah, and so I, mean, I did no research. Do you feel good about it? Like, I do mean, you I feel like I, I don't feel great about this? But we'll see how all it right. goes. All right. I mean, here we go. We're, we're we're going in guns hot. I mean, here we go. So it's Monday night right now, and we got Thursday night football coming up, and we're gonna open the season. It's gonna be Dallas at Tampa Bay. All right. Interesting. I'll let you go first. I mean. Hard to go super high first game of the year. Haven't seen any of the football yet. Tampa's the home team, defending champs. Dallas, we don't really know what we're going to get out of them this year. I couldn't get it to a touchdown, but I got Tampa Bay given four and a half. Mm, yeah, I'm pretty similar with everything that you said. Uh, I got Tampa minus four. Tampa is the favorite at seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna touch this on seven and a half. I'll tell you right now. I I thought I was making myself a bailout bet last night to um, redeem some further losses in the week on Notre Dame minus seven, mm -hmm. and what a bad beat! I had a string of college football bad beats. We could get into that after this. I'll give you my whole rundown of what happened. Florida covering laying twenty three and a half gives up a touchdown to Florida Atlantic with less than two minutes left. Yeah, that's that's tough too. But when my five-team parlay would have won uh, eight ninety because Notre Dame would have closed it out on Sunday night. You got a five-team dreamer, five-team college, and, and I uh, went four for five. Uh, all right, well, head so to Sunday. I get the one on that one. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You get the one. Uh, who's keeping score? Uh, we had Jimmy at four and a half. Jimmy won. And zero. No, yeah, so, we just don't okay. have the scoreboard. Okay, yet. you don't have the scoreboard. We so. have it somewhere over here. I just I, all right. So here we go. What are we gonna do? One nothing Jimbo. Yeah, we're gonna see how it goes. All right, here we go. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Pittsburgh looking to redeem itself. Got a lot better. Um, I, I don't questions around Big Ben, eh, you know. But Najee Harris is there. Uh, Buffalo. They didn't really do much on on offense, right? 
as far as Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders replacing replacing John Brown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Buffalo is the favorite here. Um, I got a three and a half. Wow, really? Could be more, but see, I'm just I'm going off of the recency bias here. Everyone's been talking about Buffalo all, all off season, like the second best team in the AFC. Yeah, and they played deep into the playoffs. Pittsburgh had an absolute collapse the last two months of the season. Yeah, but Ben looked good in preseason. I got Buffalo by six and a half. All right. Jimmy, right on the head. Buffalo, the favorite, six and a half. See, now it gets weird because it's, it's three nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. All right. I don't like that. Um, so it's six and a half, you said, right? Minus six and a half. Okay. The New York not yet at Carolina. Um, this is probably not as high as I have it. I actually set a number to Jack earlier today, which is probably going to be the right number. But I got Carolina giving five and a half at home. I got Carolina giving six and a half at home. Carolina the favorite at five flat. Five flat. All right, at least I don't lose that fourth point. Jesus Christ. That fifth point. So what I said a couple hours ago was I think Carolina should be four and a half point favorites. I went up to five. Why? Huh? Why do you feel that way? Not quite the touchdown, but better than a field goal. I feel like Carolina could blow the doors off the Jets. Week one. No, I think Carolina could easily blow the doors off the Jets. I'm just going off of um, I'm gonna week one spreads. Typically, you're not seeing a lot of double digits. I didn't write down a single. I didn't guess a single double digit spread actually for the whole week. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh... until we see these teams play. Like Carolina, we all think they took a massive step forward at quarterback with Darnold, but for all we know, Darnold could be washed. We still believe in. I still believe in Darnold. Mm. I think you still believe in Darnold. Everyone seems everyone th- seems to think it's better than Bridgewater, and if it's better uh, yeah, than Bridgewater, I mean, yeah. then they should blow and McCaffrey. But then again, you look at Bridgewater and you're like so much better. But then he won a starting job, so it's weird. Uh, yeah, but I disagreed with that. We talked about that too. I you know? so Drew Locke, I think is all right. Well, Drew Locke is going to win you more games and lose you more games. Teddy is just going to, you know, maybe they think they could do it else, you know, elsewhere. Besides, well, whatever. This one tough one here: Jacksonville at Houston, because Houston's home. That's great. Tyrod Taylor is a formidable quarterback. I, you know, Trevor Lawrence, we haven't seen him. Like, I I don't know. Etienne, right? That's how you say his name? Etienne? Etienne, Etienne. He ain't there. So it's like, I got I got Jacksonville minus two and a half. It's interesting. See, I you hate to go and make a team a home dog when they're playing against the rookie quarterback. And I talked about it a little bit last week. Jacksonville cannot keep... Trevor Lawrence upright. In the preseason, they couldn't keep him upright. Yeah. That being said, I got them, Jacksonville, giving one and a half. Jacksonville, the favorite at three flat. All right, so I'm back. I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the column here. Score is 4-1? Yep, 4-1. Three flat. All right, so I'll tell you right now. You know. By the half point. I, I like the over. You like the over? Do you know what the over under? No, is? I just feel like it's going to be a 30-30 game. I feel like they're it's going to be a gun slinging. It's going to be an offensive showdown. Yeah, because there's no D. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee is one of my favorite teams, and I went so low on the spread. I went low as well. I went so low, minus one and a half. Tennessee's favorite. I didn't go that low. I didn't really know what to make of this game because Arizona. I know we like to root for him. I know we made some money on him last year. We lost some money on him last year too. 
think Cliff Kingsbury is the worst active head coach in the NFL. Oh, my gosh. Said that already last week. Um, this one was hard for me. I think Tennessee has got a little bit of like the, the – you just got the new shiny toy at Christmas and we're all distracted about yeah. it now and we forgot that mom and dad are getting divorced. Okay. So, <laughs> But what is the mom and dad getting divorced though? Like their defense is not all right. As solid that's fine. As, if that's the, what we're if that's mom and dad, that's fine. It's not as solid as we all think and remember from last year. That was weird. Yeah, I, I you yeah, know, all right. The defense I'm okay is, with it. And if Taylor Lewin, I mean, love Boston with the boys. Shout out the boys. Great show. But if Taylor Lewin goes down again, what I mean, they drafted a kid, but that offensive line situation. Yeah. You never know. I mean, God bless. You know, I had two ACLs. Never want to see it happen to someone. Right. So. Tennessee by three and a half. Tennessee, the favorite, by three flat again. Damn, three flat. Okay. So it's 5-1, three flat. I could see it, actually. I mean, yeah, I like Tennessee. I don't know circle. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I like Tennessee. All right, this is the hardest pick for me this week. Chargers at Washington. I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, this one was hard for me, too. I almost, almost had the gall, some would say, to go with a a pick'em guess in week one, but I I didn't. Um, ultimately, what it came down to is we got a home team, and what I think is a close matchup, so I'm giving them the two and a half. Washington minus two and a half. Well, I had the gall. <laughs> I have it out of pick'em. L.A. the favorite by one. Yeah. I'll take that one. I, you know, you got the goal. You got the goal. That's it, dude. You know, LA by one, huh? Which I like. Which I'm, is, which uh, might as well be a mm, pick on. I'm gonna circle it, I guess. And I don't like when I have too many circles. <laughs> I, mean, I, the only real way I deduce this is because I had Jack get the spreads, obviously, and he's still pretty uh new and using the book and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. He never once asked me about a game that didn't have a spread. So I assume there's no, there was no true pick them. I mean, I didn't really. I could totally see it being a pick them for Sunday. I mean, we're by still, the time we get to Sunday, this yeah, is like you, sure. everyone knows that Monday is like a you know a lifetime away from from the Sunday spreads. But on the book, it had it as one. So yeah. no, 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 I believe that if but it could if move, it was a true pick them, there would be no, no number, number, and, and you'd it would have like, confused you, and you would have said something. So about it. next game, Philadelphia at Atlanta. I think Atlanta's offense is pretty decent. I don't think they're a good team, but I don't think they're like – I don't think they're as bad as everybody says there is. They are, sorry, I should say. I'm going to go Philly as the favorite here. Wow, really? Yeah. but Philly – At Atlanta. Yeah. But I'm only going to do it by one and a half. Nah, see, I think Philly's garbage. Um, love that. I, I think, love that take. I think Philly's <laughs> trash, dude. I, I do. Really, I love I that really take. Do. I don't think anyone there is sold on Jalen Hurts. The only, I think the only one in the building that's sold on Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Sometimes it's all you need, baby. Um, I don't think Matt Ryan's done yet. That defense is a little suspect, but the offense is still going to be there. I got them at home inside the dome, minus four and a half. Okay. Atlanta, the favorite at three and a half. All right. I mean, it's your point. I mean, I like it. I like that even better at three and a half. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you like it, you know what I mean. What's the score? What's the score we got here? It's uh, six to two. All right. I got some ground to make up, but we will. We'll make up some. You ground. might have. You might have a window right here because I probably didn't go high enough on this, just because the home dog thing in week one is tough for me. Seattle at Indy. 
do we even really know what's the word on Carson? What? Because if it's not him, who is it? I don't Jacob know. Easton or Sam Ellinger? Jacob Easton probably. So yeah. I kind of went into this. Yeah, Jacob Easton, a sophomore who has I don't think has t- started a game, and Sam Ellinger, the rookie out of Texas. I think if I knew more on whether, and you know, that's this one's on me. I did this assuming Carson Wentz was going to go ahead and get the nod. I got Seattle given two and a half on the road. Yeah, that's not enough. I got six and a half. That can't be enough. It cannot be enough. I'm going to put the fucking house on the line <laughs> if that's not enough. Put the house on the line week one. I don't want to do that. Go ahead. What is it, Jack? Looks like you're putting the house on the line because Jimmy's right on the head. Seattle has the favorite at two and a half. That's insane. Love at, take see. everything you got, boys and girls. and Hammer the Seattle line. That's the one right there. Right on the head. That sucks. All right, eight two. Now I'm in trouble. But yeah, I don't agree. But, but much like the three point line in basketball, the game has changed this year. Yeah. Minnesota yeah. at Cincinnati. Uh, weird that Joe Burrow's ready to go and taking all those snaps in the preseason. But hey, good on him. They think that their offensive line is going to improve, even though they, they got a few guys. Maybe I think they might have got someone off the COVID list from last year and then like a guy that was hurt. But they didn't do anything to add any anybody in the offseason. No one with the took Jamar Chase the last instead. name. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Took Jamar Chase instead of Panay Sewell. Exactly. Jamar Chase has a big case of the drops in preseason. Panay yeah. Sewell is wetting people through faster than a New York City turnstile right He'll now. be fine. They're both They're be fine. both going to be fine. <laughs> like- but... Jamar Chase is a freak of nature in the best well, way that's possible. What we, that's what we said. It's it's good that it's drops and it's not he, – he doesn't understand concepts. Route running or – yeah, shit like yeah that. exactly. He'll be fine. And we know how we all feel here in Minis- about Minnesota. With the, I got Minnesota given one and a half on the road. You got Minnesota as the favorites? Yeah, by one and a half. Wow. I, either I'm not on this year <laughs> or or I think I got to knock some fucking rust off. I am the defending champion. I, I plan on defending this title, but – I got uh, Cincinnati minus one and a half. Minnesota the favorite at three flat. No, it's unacceptable. Minnesota minus three. Uh, okay, we might have. I don't want to. I don't want to pre-come here, Anthony, but we might have a favorite for the first Glizzy God of the week. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um. San Fran at Detroit. Detroit is going to be miserable this year. Again, another number that might be too hot, too low for uh, Mr. Alessino's liking over here. But because they are on the road, San Fran given three and a half on the road. Oh, my God. If I don't win this one, I know that this week's over. But I also have to go and hit the drawing board because I'm not going to feel good about any of it. I have San Fran minus eight. San Fran, the, San Fran, the favorite, at seven and a half. Okay. God, that half point cost me one. I could have. Carson Wentz, looking questionable, unvaccinated, had a foot problem coming out of. Uh, no, we knew he was hurt with the foot problem. Yeah, we just. Unvaccinated too? Optimistic to start week. Yeah, but the unvaccinated thing's only going to hurt you if you're someone like Cam Newton, where teams aren't going to be willing to bring in a polarizing backup who's also unvaccinated. Yeah. You know? Cleveland at KC. Cleveland's a good team. You see, now it's crazy. I went super low on that one, and maybe I went too high on this one. Oh, I went too high on this one. Go ahead. Seven and a half. I went eight and a half. All right. Obviously, Kansas City being the favorite here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know for the people at home if I needed to. No, Kansas City's home, so, you know, even more of a... But go ahead, yeah, what do we got? A little bit of a shocker. Cleveland... Oh, no, not Cleveland the favorite. Kansas the favorite at six flat. 
Six flat. All right. Not, not Six flat, little, I like that. A little bit. Not, not, you know, all right. All right. Miami at New England. Now, I struggled with this one mightily. I went pretty low. Now, here's why. We always talk about sometimes there's reasons why, right? You weren't here on the future show. Mm -hmm. The odds to win the division, Miami was slightly higher by about, I think it was 540 versus 550 or something like that. And then to win the Super Bowl, same odds, Miami and, and New England. So I got Miami minus one and a half, and you get that one and a half from the second-year quarterback versus the rookie. Okay. Uh, I did. I, I, I'm on that boat with you. I feel like right there. I, was, I, I thought it was disrespectful um, that they had the same odds. I have, my, I have Miami minus two and a half. Um, you know, like it's a little – yeah, you're like, you know, it is a little disrespectful. What do you got? Patriots the favorite at two and a half. All right, so I'm going to get that one. That's absolutely disrespectful. That's the most <laughs> I don't feel great about that line. I, I don't. It's the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. I don't I'm, feel great know. about that line, but I'm not willing to call it a glizzy. Uh, all right. I mean, really need to run the table here. Down six uh, with four left to play. So that'd be you a good time a to get going. You got uh, Hey, last year you'd be out of it already. I'd be taking my victory. You're right. Back, You're so. right. All right, Denver uh, at the at my Giants. Uh, Giants are home. Giants are definitely not favored. I don't have them as the favorite. I don't think they're the favorite. I don't think they deserve it. I think they have to prove it. I got uh, Teddy Two Gloves minus two and a half. Both not great teams. Not expecting much from either one of them. Um, thinking about it now, the Giants probably shouldn't be the favorite, but I have them laying one and a half. The comeback starts now. Denver two and a half on the head. Love it. That's what you kind of need. You know, there you're not go. out of it till here you're out are. of it, kind of thing. And uh, here we are, six ten down, down four with uh, three to play. So we do need to hit one on the head. You need, you need at least one. And more went out just to tie. Here we go. Here. All right, Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Well, no, it's actually fuck. A mistake has been made, ladies and gentlemen. They are playing at a neutral field. Oh, they are. They're playing. <sighs> Uh, that would have that yeah that fucks me too. That's painful. That fucks me up a little too, but I'm sticking to my guns. No, this, no, this, we're gonna stick to it. It's been submitted. Already. Green Bay minus five and a half. I got Green Bay minus three and a half. Green Bay the favorite at minus four and a half. We're both one away. What do we do? It's fucking prices right rules, baby. I get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do. Two more left. Finish strong. Sunday night game. Chicago Bears mm -hmm. at the Rams of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, greatest show on turf 2.0. Dealing with a little injuries. A couple injury problems. Sony Michelle doesn't excite me. <laughs> uh, most of Stafford's career, he's dealt with subpar running back play. So I'm not that worried about it. Rams laying six and a half just under a full touchdown against Andy Dalton. I'm going Rams laying a full touchdown. Seven flat. Mm-hmm. Rams with Babbitt at seven and a half. All right, so you're gonna get that one, all for naught. But yeah, I think the Rams are. I think the Rams are infinitely better than a lot of teams that we were talking about before. Well, I think we're all we're all gonna find out who who's been right the whole time and who's been wrong the whole time and who's been duped about Matt Stafford because had his career went differently. And maybe a different team, maybe a different team takes him instead of the Lions, or maybe the Lions just have their shit together for any part of the last decade. And we're talking about this kid completely differently. 
Now we're going to find out. I mean, I speak. Because Jared I, Goff took these guys to a Super Bowl. I so. speak about Stafford in the correct light. I think Stafford is an absolute stud. I mean, if you remember back to my freezing cold take at the beginning of last year, my one really bad miss was that I had the Lions winning the division. That and we both had the really bad miss on uh, don't bet on the Redskins to win the – I'm sorry, not the Redskins, the professional team to win – the division because it's gonna you might as well light your money on fire and then yeah. at plus twenty eight hundred or whatever yeah. it was and then but that's you know that's weird shit happens yeah. you're not banking on Dak right. to blow out an ankle yeah if if Dak doesn't get hurt they don't lose yeah. the division so and they st- they won the division at seven and nine right exactly so, so no one re- nobody break. won that division I don't want to hear it was that our first days behind a microphone and uh, Monday night game we got the Ravens in Vegas playing the Rams the Rams the Raiders in Vegas Monday night football. I got Baltimore as the favorite. Probably didn't go high enough here at three and a half. I went Ravens the favorite at six and a half. You got the Ravens at four and a half. Wow. That's, that's... Four and a half. I did pretty good today. You did. I think that's pretty low. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm not. It was 12 to seven. So you won week one, 12 seven. So good. There you go. I'll give it to you. I mean, there's plenty of playing weeks left. I'm not nervous. But uh, you are up one week to none, and I and I feel like, and you get that bet now, right? That we're still doing that, right? Yeah. So now, uh, as we know, we haven't gotten it yet. Two shows into season two, we haven't gotten there yet. But the crew regularly is me, you, and Brian. Brian's going to be in on this game regularly when he's here. So instead of the twenty-five dollar bet, the two losers give the winner fifteen each for a thirty-dollar bet. Okay. So today we could do twenty-five. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. So a lot of these spreads I really got to look at to be able to come up with picks, but I do like a few games. Yeah, I didn't. You wrote down the spreads as we were going. I didn't. For the so most part. For the most part. Well, we should probably take a break. Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right, what's up, guys? As everyone knows, this season we are on YouTube. Last season we weren't, and I got to be honest with you, we kind of we were dressing like shit a little bit, you know? We weren't worried about what people saw. We were wearing pajamas. We had Anthony coming in wearing whatever sweats he wore to work that day. Half the time, I'd roll out of bed and show up to the studio. But now the people are going to see us, and we got to look fresh. We want that fine Italian fucking material. That's right. We're talking Saatchi Di Dinero, streetwear brand from Long Island, New York. The gear is fire. It looks good. Right now, I got the M5 Motivated Money Making Monday morning hoodie on, Okay. You're going to be able to get this and so much more at SachiDDenero.com. Promo code HAVOC is going to save you 10% off. That's S-A-C-C-H-I-D-I-D-E-N-A-R-O.com. H-A-V-O-C. Promo code HAVOC gets you 10% off. Always authentic, never counterfeit. Sachi Dinero. All right, we're back from break. Stardom Sidham time. Fantasy football. I'm back from a one-year hiatus. Uh, I didn't play during the COVID season. I did. Dynasty. Only one league. Now I'm in four. So I guess you can say I'm back too. All right? We're all back. Yeah, we're all back. Everyone's happy. I got Javante Williams we got, and Jamar Chase we got, this year, uh, so I'm happy. We got Brian's better half, Anthony, making his rookie season this year. Making his debut. Yep. Mm-hmm. Young Buck coming back from a rookie season, moving to the sophomore. Jack's sophomore year playing with the big boys this year. He won his league as a rookie last year. With his friends. With his friends. That doesn't yeah, count. doesn't count. He's not playing doesn't with real count. friends. Okay. And I also found out, he was telling me that he brought like the top 300 sheet with him to the live draft and all of his friends were giving him shit because he had a cheat sheet. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's common knowledge, right? Except then I later found out 
it was my brother Phil's cheat sheet that he had used for his draft and wrote notes and circled players and highlighted stuff mm. and then gave it to him. So I was like, all right, well, that makes a little sense. Will picked your team for you. I'd be mad too. Yeah, it's a little weird. Especially if you picked, if your entire team were players that he highlighted for you to pick, you didn't make a single pick on your own. But congratulations, you won. You're in the big the big ocean now. You were in a little pond. Now you're in the ocean with killers out here, boy. I started playing football uh, in 2004. How old were you? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. And I, and I mean Tell this in the bottom of my heart. you were born? I was born in 2002. Great. So that's two years. That two sucks. years. That sucks. Two that makes me feel so old. When I started playing fantasy ball. Bro. That makes me feel so old that he just said that. He's post I was waiting for. I was waiting for 19, nine, oh, uh, 2000. What the uh, fuck? My, my mom's was like four or five months pregnant on 9-11. I'm, I'm going to be honest. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Either... I'm incredibly good at fantasy football or every single person I play with is incredibly average. I've never missed the playoffs ever in any league I've ever been in. I've never missed the playoffs. Like I said, I'm either really good or everybody I play with is really bad. There was at least one or two years where you were absolutely missing the playoffs if you weren't able in our league. To run the table at no, the end. If you weren't allowed to in our league unload draft picks because it was a keeper league. Or unload, but because yeah, you but, unloaded draft picks but that one year. And that's silly shit. From- because let me tell you, folks, as a fantasy football owner, you control it all. You're the GM. You're the scout. You're the coach. You're you're everything. And and if I tell you asses aren't going to sit in seats if you don't start trading some picks and getting back into this race, how is that on? How is that on anybody else? That's a great play. <laughs> You do what you have to do. Anybody else? You do what you have to do. Standard in standard regular fantasy leagues, you can't unload your first second. Well, I don't play regular standard fantasy leagues. Those are for losers. I play keeper or dynasty or um, you got to have the ability to trade the next year's pick or I don't want to be part of it. All right, man. You know, I'm looking for generational talent, generational wealth when I make my picks and my plays. I'm trying to prove that I'm not full of shit when I'm on the couch saying I could do better than Dave Gettleman. Exactly. And I, you know, let me just look at my record of the last seven years in Gettleman's. I'm pretty sure mine's better. Let's let's get to it. What do we got here, Chief? All right. We're going to start with quarterbacks. We got Kirk Cousins or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. I like Joe Burrow this year. He stays healthy. It went in there. No. He stays healthy. Um, he's my guy. I mean, I tried to take him in, in, in one league, and you're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? It was a keeper league. I tried to take him. I didn't get him. Got Ryan Tannehill. Am I happy with Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Would I be happy with Kirk Cousins? No. So no, I would never be happy with Kirk Cousins. Um, we hate the Vikings on this show. Yeah. We, we we absolutely hate the Vikings. We for From a fantasy perspective, there's two guys that you might want. I don't want either of them personally. I like Justin Jefferson. It's Dalvin Cook and Jetta. And the thing is, Kirk Cousins is throwing him the ball right. That's one. And the other thing with Cook is, has he ever played 17 games? Now 18. Well, yeah. Well, now 17 games, previously 16 yeah. games. Has he I ever agree. done it? I agree. His, his... So, like, that that was my thing. Like, am I using my third pick on him? No. I don't know. But to answer this question, Joe Cool. Yeah, give me Joe Burrow. All right. We got Trevor Lawrence or Ryan Tannehill. I want Ryan Tannehill for week one. Against um, a chip on its shoulder, pissed off, 
underperforming last year, Arizona defense. Got a lot of guys over there that are not happy right now. Right? Buda Baker is looking to make a statement this yeah. year. Chandler Jones is looking to make a statement Don't this care. year. Don't care. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going rookie quarterback week one, so I'll take Tannehill. Yeah, I mean. I have just rules to this shit. Like, if you're in a standard 10-team, one-quarterback league, there's no reason to start a rookie. Tannehill has a very uh, – he can, he can use his legs, Tannehill, right? Yeah, not that he's to get around. He's not that he's not crazy, crazy, but he'll he'll definitely he could definitely sneak one in on you, get one in on you. He could definitely. You know, I'm not saying he's a rushing god, but whatever. Derrick Henry is going to exploit the Cardinals' defense, and then what do you think is going to happen? Play action over the top, Julio over the top to AJ Brown, over the top to Julio, over the top to AJ Brown, and we know Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball. Like, I, there's no secret anymore. He could throw the ball, right? He always could throw the ball. Well, there was a part in that guy's career where we were like, oh, Adam Gase doesn't want his quarterbacks yeah, right. to throw the ball. We've seen I'll it take, time and I'll take time Tannehill. Out. I wouldn't, I mean, maybe I'd take him the whole year, but I would def- I'll take Tannehill right now. All right. Next up, we got Ryan Fitzmagic and Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> Give me, um, I'm going to look at the matchups before I talk. Chargers got Derwin James back, and Bose is going to be there all year. I want Fitzpatrick. Uh, I don't. I want Fitzpatrick. For all the good things I said about Atlanta, I still think the over is a lock for this Philadelphia-Atlanta game. Um, Whether it's a close game or not, who's to say? But Jalen Hurts is going to be chucking that fucking football all day. And Jalen Hurts got the legs. He could get you. I don't think Jalen Hurts is anywhere near a throw, a, as good a thrower of the football as Ryan Fitzpatrick is. I'm not comparing. And, I'm, well, I, I'm just. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, I'm just giving you my, my take. And I think Scary Terry now has the best quarterback of his career. Right? That's Which safe, is still sad to safe say. To, safe to say. Safe but right? sad. Curtis Samuel. Right? Whatever. Well, just, I mean, you know, the first Thomas. couple years with Cam, mm-hmm. you think no. you think Fitzpatrick no, now is not. better than Cam three years ago? Uh, the thrower of the football? Cam three years ago uh. before the shoulders started to go. Now, he was like a rookie or a sophomore. At Pro- those, probably, at that yeah. But I think I think Fitzpatrick's a more complete quarterback. Not I'm that not, Cam Newton's MVP I'm year. Compare, I'm not trying to pick one to, to be the quarterback of my New York Jets. No. I'm not looking to do – I'm looking for who would I start or who would I sit if I had them both I'm sitting Jalen Hurts. I'm starting – this is a situation for me where I'm playing the guy, the defensive matchup. Derwin James and Joey Bosa are going to eat Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can't argue with you. And that's why I go Jalen Hurts. And we, we, this is what we're here for, All to right. disagree. To, to agree. Ryan Fitzpatrick, next. All righty, we got the, the big matchup. We got Matty Stafford or we got Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's my guy. Both going against rough, rough defenses, right? Um, it's tough. It's tough. I think if either one of these two games has the chance to go under 24 total points scored, it would be the Chargers-Washington game. So with that being said, I'd go Stafford because I think even – there's a chance they run it up. There's a chance they could run it up. And then it's, you know, hand the ball off a lot. But I just think – I'm gonna go Stafford here. The ridiculous. That's a good one. The good for you. that is a very good one. The the ridiculous silliness of these primetime games all ending up going under. It was 61 percent last year of Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night football games that went under 61. percent That's that's 
That's significant data that you can go off of. Now, is it fluky? Yeah. Does it will it carry into the next season? A lot of wild over under numbers last season. Right. Will it carry into the next season? Probably not. It makes me want to lead towards um, Herbert. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go Stafford as well. Yeah, and that's me saying that uh, Herbert's my guy this year too. Yeah, and I'm taking Stafford. So yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, running backs here. We got DeAndre Swift or Ronald Jones. Hmm. Okay, so Swift's a little beat up. But that is his his job to hold mm-hmm. with not much outside interference. It's going to be his job to yes. lose, just like it was last season. San Fran defense going to be healthy. That's rough. Here's the thing with Rojo, and I told him because he drafted him, Jack meeting. I almost took him in the draft because I thought about all the good times me and Rojo had last year, but then I thought about all the bad times. And when it's bad, it's bad. And when it's good, it's good. And you got Fournette back there, who's absolutely a fan of uh, Tom Brady. Wants him playing the the pass protector role for sure. Catches it a little bit, but he's going to be pounding it a lot in between the tackles mm-hmm. too. You don't have to love him, but it's a it's the target share there, so to speak, um, snap percentage share that you're not going to see the same um, drop off with DeAndre <clears throat> Swift. So. If you're go, if you're a volume guy, DeAndre Swift. If you're looking on a on one forty seven yard touchdown run, that's going to bolster most of Rojo's stats. Then go Rojo. But I'm taking Swift. I'm yeah. a volume guy. I'll say that Swift is going to be one of those guys that's going to be highly game planned against, in my opinion, because there's not much talent there. So it's going to be one of those things where it's like, and I think Jared Goff, as much as you shit talk him, and I don't think he's worldly. I think he's Gonna be better than like a Joe Schmo rookie. You know, he's not a bottom feeder quarterback. He's, he's an average middling starting quarterback in the NFL. In the NFL, though. So he's Here's pretty the fucking problem. good. He's already you know I mean? he's like, already on team two. And this is where I see it going. Detroit probably doesn't do well. Three to five wins. They're looking at one of Tyler Schuff from uh Yeah, Texas that's all State. good damn. And then Jared Goff winds up bridging next year. And then at the end of next year, they can cut him for nothing, which they will because mm-hmm. they're not going to pay him. And then what? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's clipboard time. Pro- maybe, maybe. maybe Unless but... he plays the Lions out of the ability to draft a quarterback. Right. Which I don't see happening. Well, what I'm saying is Swift is going to be game-planned against heavily. Tyrell Williams is your number one wide receiver over there. That's the only thing that scares me. And he's not 100% healthy. That's the only thing that scares me. Rojo, maybe not in this game, but a lot of games, Tampa might – be able to blow teams out and you might get just that volume, that workload from Rojo because they don't need to throw the ball type, you know, for this game, I'll go swift, but it's tough. It's a good the one. thing with that, with that Rojo point, and then I'll let you go. Um, I don't think they're going to grind games out with Rojo because of his history to get banged up. You think Fournette? I think Leonard Fournette's going to be the guy who grinds out games late in the or late in the fourth and the whole fourth quarter. Late in the third and the I whole mean, it fourth depends. quarter. Fournette looked phenomenal in the playoffs to and the then, point where I was like, "Wow, Rojo lost his job." Yeah, but mm, you really can't. It, I don't it know. makes you wonder: was the Bill Belichick running back thing that we always thought about? Was that really the Tom Brady running back conundrum? Or was it Bill the whole time? I have no idea. I still can't figure out the whole fucking... I can't. Go ahead. Go to the next one. Our next uh, matchup. We got Raheem Mostert or we got Zach Moss. Okay. Want me to go first? Do you go first? You can go first. All right. So we got Zach Moss. 
who to me uh, against Pittsburgh's defense, Zach Moss to me is probably viewed more by a lot of people as a starter than Singletary, right? Even though Singletary is probably still the number one committee-esque. Yeah. But people are high on Zach Moss. He was drafted higher than Singletary in almost every one of my leagues. Actually, I think every one of my leagues. Um, and But then Mozart is uh, very much committee. Trey Sermon there. Uh, I know Wayne Gallman isn't there anymore because um, he, he signed there in the offseason and got cut, right? Yeah. Um, I'll go – I'll go – I'm going to go Mozart. I, I like – let me see. I like his matchup better against Detroit. And uh, I think that it could get away from them this game. Yeah, I, I like the matchup against Detroit. You got the crowded backfields on either side here. I just Buffalo, even though even though it doesn't seem like what like what Buffalo does seems to be like a lot of what the 2010 Rex Ryan Jets did, right? But then you watch the games, and at the end of the game, Josh Allen's like 29 for 46. Yeah, he like, throws. They throw the fucking. Nah, football he throw, yeah, a lot. he throws. Even it. though they're supposed to be this power run, play good defense, smash mouth team. Nah, he slings they it. They fucking throw the ball a lot, and he slings it too. Yeah. And then, and then, like, that's the thing, like, with the 49ers. Like, they'll have three plays, three runs, three different running backs, three different outcomes. A 40-yard gain, a, 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 a two-yard gain, a 10-yard gain. But, but to that same point where Josh Allen is is the slinger, Jimmy Garoppolo is, like, the Oregon football quarterback. Right. Like, he wants right. to fucking make all of his plays happen within four yards. Until Trey gets game. there? I go Mostert because, yeah. first of all, they, they can line up in these formations where they got Mostert on one side, Sermon on the other, and then and, uh, it's the play action. Everyone to Debo bites. or Ayuk. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Mostert. And big playability. I mean, Zach Moss kind of has it too, but no, Mostert's one of the fastest Mostert. guys recorded in the NFL last year. Yeah. No, Mostert, yeah. All right. Next up, we got James Conner and we got Tevin Coleman. Jesus Christ. James Conner. Based off volume alone, uh, uh, everybody you don't think Chase Edmonds. You know, let me tell you something. What about Chase Edmonds? Well, I'm going to tell you what I feel. All right, everybody thought last year that Chase Edmonds was like, oh my god, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. Okay, great, 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 great. He was so good that they brought in James Conner, who they got for almost nothing. I'm assuming, absolutely. Right? But he was so good that they brought in a guy who was a three down back elsewhere. So that's what's confusing to me. It's like, yeah, you're so good that you couldn't bring in a complimentary piece. They could have brought in Mark Ingram for nothing. Hear me out, though. But they didn't. Fit matters, right? Fit, absolutely. And of course. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you've probably watched more James Conner in the le- during the 2020 season mm-hmm. than I did. Definitely. Is James Conner doing more of his work when he's dotting the eye or when he's standing next to the quarterback? I would say dotting the eye. Okay, and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury do not have a single package in their playbook where Kyler takes a ball under center. hundred percent agree. So, but, but Chase Edmonds fits that spread uh, Texas he, Tech style offense. He does, better. he does. But so volume might be there. But I just, what is it? I would have liked to see Connor stick around in Pittsburgh, or maybe. But how you not say the Jets now? Buffalo even. But how you say Tevin Coleman though? See the problem is you got to make so you if you want to make the case against Here, James Conner, I'll make fine. the case for Tevin. But Coleman make the right case now. for Kevin Coleman. I'll make Goldman. the case for Tevin Coleman right now. Jets backfield: Michael Carter out of University of North Carolina, mm-hmm. rookie, drafted in the fourth round. Big, they expect big things. Mm-hmm. Rookie, 
Ty Johnson, second year player. Mm-hmm. They cut um, the other running back. I can't think of his name right now. And then Lamichael P. Ryan, second year player, big running back between the tackles. Big boy, style. yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is that? You got a rookie, a second year player who is a pretty much a first and second down short yardage situational back from what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And Ty Johnson had his fucking time. All year last year was Ty Johnson. When it, if it wasn't Frank Gore, it was Ty. It was Ty Johnson time. He was the late season pickup for everybody who needed a running back going into the playoffs. Me, me included. So, te- what what do you do unless they're ready to go to Michael Carter? Which hey, I I <laughs> I put a lot of stock into Michael Carter. Yeah. Because I, I went with the zero running back strategy in the draft. Yeah. So I I took a lot of stock in Michael Carter being effective, but week one. How much are they going to get him on the field? I think at least early, Tevin Coleman's going to be the guy until I see that he's not. Especially because where was he in the preseason? He, I didn't see him take a single snap. Or me, mm. or many snaps. Mm. I didn't watch much Jets preseason. Yeah, I mean, who but, does? But yeah. All right. Uh, I, but I'm going to go Connor, but I understand why you go Coleman. That's fine. If you're going to yeah. convince me, that's fine. You going Tevin Coleman? Yeah, I'll go okay. Tevin Coleman. All right, our last running back matchup, we got Damian Harris or Josh Jacobs. Jeez. All right. That's a good one. Now, the just the Josh Jacobs, this You okay? Four words. You okay? Four words. <laughs> four words, one set, one phrase that I'm going to find myself using a lot when people bring up Josh Jacobs talking about um how good he is or how good he could be or if they should trade for him or if someone off Give me a break. Give me a fucking break with this guy, dude. All we've heard about is Josh Jacobs this, Josh Jacobs that. Has he finished as a top 12 fantasy running back yet in his in his career? Mm. Has he? Mm. I don't know. Probably not. It doesn't feel like he has. Top Go. 20 last year. Top, tw- I'm pa- top 12. Has he finished top 12? Not in his career. And they've gotten seemingly worse. They seem like they're going into a rebuild. Did you hear they called the Bears about trying to trade back for Khalil? They called the Bears back about trading back for Khalil. Are you serious? Yeah. And they the Bears said, no thanks. No thanks. We'll take yeah. the best fucking. <laughs> the Raiders, Actually. The Raiders might be my favorite team to fucking short all year. We thought about it. <laughs> we're going to keep the best linebacker. We decided we're going to hold hey, on to him. Hey, you guys think we could get back Khalil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? For what? All those picks back? Like, what the fuck? And so, two big things with Damian Harris. We talked about this earlier. Cam Newton is no longer there to vulture goal line yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that's the big thing. About two-thirds of the way through the season last year when Bill kind of realized this was a wrap, he shut Damian Harris down. There was no real big injury. There was no – he just – he was a healthy scratch. I'm willing to short. bet that if we put a poll out for this one right here, I would come back 80-20, Josh Jacobs. I'm going to go Damian Harris. I'm going to go Damian Harris as well for the two reasons I laid yeah. out as well as he's my running back one. On I don't think season. I don't think that Josh Jacobs is all that in a bag of chips. But I bet you, off of name value, I bet you four to every five would say Josh Jacobs. When we look at guys like Josh Jacobs, it reminds me of like the Trent Richardson conundrum. Like, does he run through people? Does he run around people? Trent Richardson ran around people because he didn't really like contact. And when you don't really like contact in this league, what happens? You're Trent Richardson doing what he did. You're out of the league in three years or less. Yeah, if you're going to be a guy that goes Another about his business. Another that I've had with Najee Harris, and I know you and Nick took him really early in our draft. Well, he might be sick, and you're not wrong. Everyone's taking him in that early second round slot. No, no, no. But we got him the last pick in the second round. Oh, you uh, last pick of the second round. Yeah. So, so when he, he fell there, makes sense. 
I think he probably is going to be good, but he's one of these guys, especially coming from Alabama, just like Josh Jacobs, just like Trent Richardson, just like Mark Ingram. All of these guys we have this argument about, for the most part, do they like contact or they don't? Because in Alabama, half the time they don't got to run through anybody's face. Yeah, it's different. You know? I was just... And once I got the 10th pick, I knew I wasn't taking him 10 or 11. So an arm tackle, an arm tackle from a, from a D one defensive back. Who's now an accountant after, you know, two years, you know what I'm saying? Writing a a local sports blog on the local Juco football team, wherever that's not the same as a seething foaming at the mouth, middle linebacker, whether he's a rookie or not in the, in the NFL, who's looking to make these plays. You know what I'm saying? It's different. It's just different. So yeah, you could shed off a tackle, a weak arm tackle of a guy who really doesn't want to tackle you. Like I'm sure there's plenty of college players. And I, I probably, I mean, you could probably agree with me probably that are like, eh, I'll let somebody else get them. Like Najee yeah. Harris. Yeah. Nah, not worth it. Nah. You know what? Eh. We're going to make a business I'm going to make a effort, but eh. And there's it's like when it's like when you go you know? and pretend like you're gonna go meet the guy at the rim, but then you don't go up. You're like, eh, you business decision. Yeah, it's a business eh. decision. So next, we're gonna move it on to uh, receivers here. We got Michael Gallup or Curtis Samuel. Wait, did we we did we did make that clear, right? That I wasn't going Josh Jacobs. Oh yes. You All both right. went on uh, Damian Harris. All right. We got Michael Gallup and Curtis Samuel. All right. <laughs> you're talking about a number three versus a number two. In their respective offenses, which is my first problem, you can argue Michael Gallup might wind up being the number two, but when in terms of fantasy points no. on this team, no. Nope. But I definitely promise you, CD Lamb's going to be the number one receiver. Out of and you trio. think you think I think Amari Cooper might because of his tendency. He's had a real problem with drops the last few years, mm. and like I'm, I, I'm not con- a fucking tough take. I'm not convinced that uh, Dak is going to fucking. Yeah, uh, I understand you. And then you're talking a number. Well, actually, I guess Curtis Samuel is probably the number three on. Uh, oh, no, he's the number two on the on the professional. Team when you now. say three, you're saying slot or are you saying just the three on the depth chart? No, I'm not saying slot. I'm saying the third. You know what I'm saying? Guy. Because because uh, Gallup is going to be. He's going to be slot, right? No, or Gallup's, Gallup's going to play on the outside. But Lamb's going to be slot? Lamb will be in the slot okay. mostly. But that doesn't make you the number three receiver. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out I'm how talking you talk about option, offensive option in terms of the passing game. Yeah, Gallup might not even be three because then you throw in the tight end. Um, I'm gonna go. Curtis Samuel I mean, standing next to Terry McLaurin on the other side with Fitzpatrick throwing him the ball. New change of scenery. Nope, you know the Teddy Bridgewater not afraid. Uh, definitely afraid to throw the ball. Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw it as far as his dainty little arms will let him go. Yeah, not afraid to sling it. Um, I think it's I'll a good, go Curtis. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, a good question. I think it's a good matchup. I'm gonna go Curtis Samuel too. Sad about it. <laughs> All right, next we got Tyler Boyd and Cole Beasley. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I don't even want to say anything. Tyler right, Boyd. I got nothing more to say. Emmanuel, I'll say this. Emmanuel Sanders' presence hurts Cole Cole Beasley's value in that offense. I never would ever want to say that Cole Beasley's a fluke because I don't think he is, but I just think there's a regression here. I think Emmanuel Sanders' presence is going to hurt his his value in that offense and his production in that offense, and I think the vaccination shit is going to hurt him in the long run. I bet you he winds up missing games because of the vaccine deal. 
that's all I'll say about it. On to the next one. Juju Smith-Schuster or Allen Robinson? Jesus Christ. Allen Robinson's going to be blanketed by Jalen Ramsey all day, every day, three times uh, on a no. Sunday. Last no, time thanks. they played, it was one catch for 47 yards. No, thanks. Who was the other choice? Juju? Juju. Juju stinks. Think about two years ago, Juju. <laughs> Think about two years ago, Juju, and what it could What about be. last year, Juju, when I had him and he fucking sucked? What about last year when he lost me games and he cost me a fucking playoff? But the, he's not going to have fucking the best cornerback probably since Darrell Revis. Sorry, covering he him. cost me a title, not a playoff. We were in the playoffs. That he cost then, me a this title. Is now. I, I'll then, go this is Juju because of Jalen fucking Ramsey, but I'm not happy. All right, moving on. A last receiver matchup. We got... Odell Beckham Jr. or we got Julio Jones. <laughs> I, I you yeah. fucking got good at this over the fucking summer. Or something, That's good. You were not yeah, that funny. good at this last That's year. That's good. Um, because I was gonna say I'm staying away from Odell all year. I think the the Ewing theory shit that went on with them without him last year is something to say about the way that they should be calling plays with him on the field. Yeah. I don't know if he fits into. I mean, he makes any team better. But I think I don't think it was the lack like him not being on the field is what made them better. I think they played called plays differently without him. Who? The Browns without Odell. Oh, Brown. Okay. Baker plays differently without him. Yeah, but I think they they call the offense. hundred percent. But they him. but Baker doesn't feel like he needs to find him and force feed him the ball. Kansas he, City just play within there's yourself. A tendency to give up points. They got really good defense. Yeah, teams are always chasing. He might boom. I just I've been staying away from him lately because like I want to go high on him. I'm not, I don't know where he's going in round in, in drafts this year. I don't know what his ADP is at. I don't know where he's going. I'm assuming it's too pretty high late. for my liking. No, it's pretty oh, late. It pretty it's late? Like, I mean, I've actually, seen him. I think I saw him go like nine or ten. I've seen him six, I'm seven, eight. I'm just not excited about it. And I'll say this about Julio: the touch that is it the is it the Falcons' fault or is it Julio's fault that he can't fucking generate touchdowns? I think Tannehill's going to try to find him. The other thing about Julio, well, Tannehill's going to throw beautiful jump balls to him on the goal line, but here's the problem. you got this guy named Derrick Henry on the goal line, so now it's like Derrick Henry's going to nah. get it twice before. I'm going to take Julio. I'm going to take Julio. At least when Julio's healthy, gonna, I still think he's better than Julio. I'm going to take Julio in this matchup, but like going, I, I would not have drafted him because I think his ceiling Well, is I know this games. isn't about that, but w- w- Odell or Julio Jones for the whole year. On their teams, no, no. Better. Who has more fantasy points at the end of the year? If you had five seconds to make the decision, and I'll even time it. I can't do Julio. I'm gonna say Odell for the year. Oh wow, I would say Julio. All right, because who Julio might have like the. I know he might get hurt and shit like that. No, but Julio might have like the seven for seventy like floor every week, but Odell every three weeks could go for two hundred and two scores. But we know that Julio could do that too. He could, but when has he? When was the last time he had? Well, yeah. Go ahead. We're hitting the late wasteland now. We got our tight ends here. We got Mark Andrews or we got Evan Ingram? Well, Evan Ingram's hurt, so you were doing good. No, he's not. Is he? Evan Ingram's hurt. for week one, looking optimistic. Yeah, yeah he's also. <sighs> okay. Um, no, I, listen, you know how I feel. Evan Ingram's got feet for hands. You know how I feel, so. They got good safe. They got good. Box coverage and they cover the box well in Denver. They got good box coverage there. Those safeties are no joke. Kyle Rudolph is probably going to be. I don't know how many two tight end sets Joe Judge is going to deploy. Probably plenty of them. 
They're both going to get used. I think Kyle Rudolph's the bigger, safer target in the red zone. And Evan Ingram, I'm I just going think not he generally Ingram. sucks. I'll go not Ingram on Mark everybody. Me, Mark Andrews has burnt me too. Like, Whatever. I, That's fine. Dude, they might both have one catch each, but Mark yeah. Ingram's going to be long, longer. Mark, Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews, yeah. Ingram sucks. Next up, we Come got on. Logan Thomas versus Dallas Goddard. Now, I see you getting all cringy there when we bring up Logan Thomas's name. No, I was still cringing from Ingram, but It looks like you were cringing up at Logan Thomas. Here's the thing I'll say about Logan Thomas. Got every all of these professional football players in the Washington club. They're all going to benefit from having Fitzpatrick over there. Agreed. Logan Thomas, big boy, 6'5", 260-ish. Okay, played quarterback at VTech. We've talked about this at nauseum. Came into the league as a quarterback. Yeah, you love this guy. Go ahead. 40-yard dash, 4'6". All right, you got a 6'5", tight end who's running the 4'6", I think he's going to benefit. I still think he's like a low end. Like, is he finished in top 15? I don't know. Who was the other? Dallas Goddard also doesn't excite me. Give me Goddard. Really? Goddard? I mean. Matchup based. Give me Goddard. I just think Devontae Smith is going to be such a heavily targeted player for Jalen Hurts this year. Yeah, but he might not even play. He's all over the fucking place. He's had a horrible preseason. I'll take Logan. Give me Goddard. All right. Next up, we got Jonu Smith or Robert Tanyan. Bob Tanyan. Mm. I'm not playing the fucking Patriots-Bill Belichick tight end game until I know for sure which one's the guy. Give me Bobby. Bobby Tanyan. Give me Bobby. Last pick him for the week. Noah Fant or Mike Gusecki? I think Denver, I'm going defense matchup alone here. Denver's got a better matchup against the Giants than Miami has against New England. I think New, en- New England's going to smack a lot of people around on defense this year. Yeah. I think they're going to hang their hat on that defense, especially when Gilmore comes back. He's not. There's back just yet. so much talent. The, both of these the guys are of both Denver. of these guys are great. I just yeah, but you know what? So many mouths to feed. And it's also you like KJ Hamler. He's I, like the seventh. Like. I do like KJ Hamler. He's the seventh option on that team. I could probably name what, five better. Here, on top of the defensive situations we got going on with these two matchups here, I'll say this. Teddy loves his tight ends because he doesn't love throwing the ball further than nine yards down the field. So throw those two things together. I'm taking Noah. Hmm. All right, I'll take Noah too. I'm not happy about it, but I'll take him. Well, before we close out the segment on tight ends, I, I, I have Hawkinson, Kelsey, and Kittle. Yeah, I couldn't ask any of those <laughs> stupid questions. So I for, stayed away. I got all three of them on my squad this year. I mean, but uh, whatever. We're ignoring the fact <laughs> we're ignoring the fact that you took them in the first three rounds. One, two, and four. I took Godwin in the third round. You had the twelfth pick. You had the tenth pick. It's <laughs> the same fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? So that's what the real fucking question is. I, you know, whatever. Not only did he employ the no running back theory in fantasy, he also employed the tight end. I don't even want to say heavy because it's beyond heavy. It's three headed monster. It's tight end university. Tight end university. When you move, when he ends up moving one of them for a uh, uh, running back, I'm I not going to have to. I got a few because Trey Sermon's going to be a top twelve back. One hot take. That's not it. That's not going to be it. Give me one hot take for fantasy for any particular player. Like well, my I got, I got Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon both rush for over a thousand yards this year. All right, 
That's wow, good. that's a fucking. I'm talk- I mean, I'm talking in terms of fantasy, but that works for fantasy. No, that's technically. that's fine. No, that works, I'm, o- yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll go. It's- Galladay finishes outside the top thirty in wide receiver. Wow, that that is a hot one. This and this isn't because, and I have him in three leagues. I'm so not, I'm not. I'm not saying this because I took him. The, the, my thought behind saying this is the reason I took him. Hawkinson finishes his top five tight end. He finishes tight end. Five I, I'm okay with that. You said the lack of talent on the outside. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff when, loves the tight. I mean Higby. He 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 might be responsible for Hig, Higby and Everett's value over the last couple of years. Maybe Cole Komet will be have a good year too. Tight ends don't, you know, they don't really do it the first year. You know what I mean? Yeah, the first. Year, I think Kyle Pitts is going to struggle too. He was playing behind. I been on the Kyle Pitts is going to struggle thing because it's not even first year tight ends. First year pass catchers struggle fantasy wise. Yeah, with the exception of Odell and but even him, he missed what six games that his rookie year. Yeah, and then but when you when you add in okay now you you have a pass catcher right rookie blah 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 then you add in the fact that you got to block. As a tight end, that really yeah. becomes – that's a really tough thing to do, man. You're either good so, at blocking or you're good at catching. It's very hard to be good at both, especially year one. The Hawkinson top five isn't hot enough for you. I will, I'll give you um, a Trey Sermon top 12 running back, top 12 fantasy so running back. So you're both on Trey Sermon. Hmm. Have you seen the guy play at Ohio State? Yeah, I State? have. I have. Like, the, 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 the man can ball. The man can ball. I think uh, – I mean, it might not be hot, but I think Javante Williams, I'd say – Top twelve. I think he's. I think he's really good. And I'll say, I'll give you another hot take that you probably will be like, oh, you guys are whatever, whatever. But uh, I think Jamar Chase finishes as the the running back, um, the wide receiver one in Cincinnati. Like he he will have the most fantasy points out of all the receivers. I think it's going to be T Higgins. Well, I'm very. I like. They said T Higgins had an amazing preseason, amazing camp, and he's the one right now. He's the one right now. But I'm saying at the end of the year, you'll look at T Higgins and say, oh, 70 catches. Whatever, 850 yards, six touchdowns, right. and you'll see Chase. And it might be 65 catches, uh, 12 touchdowns, and 1,000 yards. I think at the end of the day, I I think Chase's talent is like near unbeatable in that sense. Like he has all the talent in the world. So now what are you going to do with the kid? Right. You know, catching the ball could be taught, honestly, until it can't be. You know, like you have that, like the same thing with Jerry Judy. Like everybody's like, oh, Jerry Judy, you know, drops so many passes last year. He also had the most uncatchable balls percentage-wise in the NFL. So if those, you know, if those balls get put here instead of maybe over here, they t- they turn into catches. You know, I think Judy's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah I think Judy will be all right too. We'll see. Watching Judy last year, the catches he was making, like you said, the the big catches. He had a big catch, I believe, against the Chargers secondary, where he's jumping off the ground. Nasty. Yeah, no, super talented. Uh, before we clo- well, we're we are this is us closing out the fantasy segment. But while we're here, before we take a break, since we didn't have a a, a right preview show with you last week, real quick, I want to get this off my chest. I don't even think I said it to Brian. Everything that's going on in Denver right now, they're just tooling up and keeping everything warm and make sure everything's firing for when Aaron Rodgers gets there next year. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> that's all you got to say about it. I can see it. I think that's where he winds up. That Aaron Rodgers, Denver Broncos. So that's where year. all fucking Hall of Fame quarterbacks go to fucking win one one more. <laughs> it's because Elway's there. That's fucking scummy. I don't like well, that. Well, because he wants to go to San Fran, but he ain't. There's no room there because either they're they're either gonna retain Jimmy and let Jimmy bridge out Trey Lance, 
or they're going to let Jimmy go and just Jimmy go loses his job. Hot take: Jimmy loses his job this year. Right. Right, even if that happens, they're not going. No, to, of course, it's I Trey agree. Lance or it's Jimmy. It's, yeah, it's that's not another tough. guy. So we're going to take another quick break. That was our fantasy segment. We're going to come back and do uh, the tournament of degenerates. What's up, guys? Jimmy from House of Havoc letting you know we want you guys to focus on you this fall with Stay Thirsty Co. That's right. We want you to shop the new back-to-school special on the website all September long, starting today, Labor Day. Going to get on there. You want to look fresh for school. If you're a college student at the bars, you want to talk to girls, you want to talk to guys, you want to look nice, you want to focus on yourself. On top of that great sale, on top of that great sale, promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, Going to get you an additional 15% off at checkout. That's staythirsty.co, I believe. Staythirsty.co, staythirsty.com. I'm not positive on that. Staythirsty.co at IG will get you to the website. Once again, that's the back-to-school sale all September long starting today, Labor Day. Promo code HAVOC gets you an additional 15% off. All right, we're back. And now it is time for the Tournament of Degenerates. Um... Mr. Anthony, you are the champion. Mm-hmm. I was gonna let you explain the rules to the people. We changed the game around a little bit, it's but do you do you understand? Can you explain the rules, or should I, I do it? I believe I can explain the rules. All right. Doesn't matter how you bet or what you bet. Round robins, parlays, straights, whatever you want to do. As long as they're game teasers, it's got to no, be game bets. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no prop bets. bets. No, no prop bets. No touchdown bets. No prop bets. No over unders. Well, over unders on po- on prop bets, like over under yards. Oh yeah, right, right. right. No, no, no. Are good, although I yeah. didn't put one in. Regular yeah. game over unders, obviously. All right, Those so just 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 real just game bets. Um, so what we're gonna do this week, uh, this year, I should say, is uh, we're gonna get a thousand dollars, play money per week. Uh, every every bet has to be a minimum of a hundred dollars. Not per week. Oh well. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah in yeah. theory, per week. And you you start in the bank with a thousand. Yeah, and you can. Go below zero. Yeah. But the maximum bet you're allowed to make per week is a thousand. That's what you right. mean by play money. So week. let's just say, for example, we have a thousand dollars. I bet it all this week. I lose it all. I'm at zero. Jimmy's still a thousand. The next week I have a thousand more if I want to spend. Say I lose all that. Then the next week I'm negative one thousand and Jimmy's still one thousand. The end of the year, whoever has more money in their bank at the end of it wins the whole thing. But basically every week you're going to be handed a thousand dollars and you right. do what you can with it. You don't get to roll it over if you don't spend it, though. So no, the maximum. If I'm bets, negative two hundred, yeah. I just can't say, "Well, I'll take the eight hundred and use no, it for next your week." Maximum bet is a thousand every yeah. week, no matter what. So You're not in the business of playing minimum bet defense. Minimum it's bet gambling. in um, and this is a hundred. So basically, if you spend every dollar you have for every week you have it, and you don't win any bets the whole year, the worst you could be is negative eighteen thousand. Negative 18,000. So we don't want to be negative 18,000. We want to prove that, no. hey, we know what we're doing. We want to be in the six figures. We're trying be, to get a yeah, fucking right, contract. right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, you know, six figures. I'm gonna. I'm not doing six figures the way I'm taking it this week. Oh, no, no. I'm okay. making a small leap forward this yeah. week. So you want me to go first? You can go first. I only have two bets this week. Uh, I'm trying to do this confidently. I'm trying to do this where if you guys hear it, you say, yeah, that's the bet. And I want to put my units on what Anthony has. That's what I want. So I did Seattle, minus two and a half. $250 wins you $227. That's my that's my absolute play. And then I have, just because I couldn't really, I wasn't in love with anything else, I did a three-team parlay. 
I did the Ravens minus four and a half, the Packers minus four and a half, and the Rams minus seven and a half. $25 will clear you $150. So that's it. I'm betting $275 this week. And uh, we'll just say roughly three seventy seven. Twenty five dollars when the minimum bet's a hundred. Oh, you're right. Fuck. So twenty five to win one fifty. So times it by four. Up to a hundred. It's you could have stopped me before I went through the whole fucking thing. So six hundred. Yeah. So it's one hundred to win six. All right, one hundred to win six hundred. There you go. See, I made a mistake. Or I just explained the rules, and I made a mistake. Yeah, that's all right. Baby steps. I, I was thinking you were thinking like the poker rule. Like once you do your initial 100, you can make any bet. Maybe. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what you were thinking. Yeah. So that's all you got. I, I'll go Brian. Brian texted us one in. I'm not positive if Brian knew that exactly everything that was going on, or he just wanted to go a little soft and, you know, play the try to get a head game. He's got one three-team parlay for the minimum bet of 100. It's the Jets, the Giants, and the Chargers. All money lines, 100 to win 11.90. So his risk is at a, at 100. Currently, his available bank is 900. What was your total risk? Was th- now, 325, now 350. 350. So your total bank is now 650. Yep. I have Tennessee laying three, laying the 110 to win 100. I have the Cincinnati money line, 200 is going to win you 280. I have a three-team parlay. I have the Jets money line. I have the the Seattle minus two and a half and the Cincinnati money line. 200 on that is going to pay out 25.49. So I have a total risk this week of 510, 490 available in the bank. Big Jack, it's only his second day on the job. He's already making great strides with us. He said during the break, you know what, can I get in? And we said, absolutely, Jack, you could get in. So he's a, a rookie degenerate, so to speak, and he's going to give us his first fucking picks ever on the show. So as a rookie degenerate and not a gambler, I decided to go with, I like the Cardinals straight at plus 135. I like the Bengals straight, and they come. I put 200 on the Cardinals and 200 on the Bengals, plus 140 on the Bengals. I bet the Steelers to cover the spread at minus 6.5. That'll, that'll pay out about 191. And I put 100 on Green Bay to cover the spread. So what was your total risk? Uh, oh, boy. Just write it down. Make sure you write down your total risk and, and your total available for me. Um, 200, 200, 100, 100? Yeah. All right. So 600. We're, so his 600. total risk is 600. His total available bank at the start of next year, uh, next week, assuming he busts out, is 400. Had tried, Reached out. Didn't get anything from little Daniel. Didn't get anything from Cousin Joey. Cousin so, Johnny? Uh, cousin, Joey? Cousin Joe. All right. Well, hey, whatever. So, I mean, hey, feel free. Reach out. You want to get back in for next week? You could get back in for next week. You guys should have learned the lesson. I have, a, behind last I have another, and I, I really never brought this up to you, and I'm bringing it up now, right? Because good content is, uh, you know, throwing shit at the wall right here in front of you. So, uh this new thing on on one of the the sites I use, um, one of the bookies I have, uh, it's a prop builder, and you can basically decide who's going to do what for how much, and it gives you it it creates odds, and I think that if we can get some fans to put together the props for us, I will bet them. Oh really? 
but it's got to be within reason. Not, don't don't say uh, scary Terry for uh, you know nineteen receptions and three hundred sixty so yards. We're gonna have the double A prop bet builder. But I, I I am I am open to doing a prop bet builder through me. Uh, you send in what you want. I'll pick the one I like the most. We'll shout out the one on the we'll show. We'll shout out the one on the show, and I'll Venmo them part of the winnings if they get it done. I like I, this, kid. this kid's giving back. I give back to the community. I, I'm a generous guy like that, you know? So that's what I'm thinking. I like it. I like it. I like, like I said, but a stupid bet might not do it. Now, maybe a no, stupid bet does. You, you maybe gotta, a stupid you bet gotta, does. You can't just send something that looks like a high payout. Because if it's stupid, he's not gonna. You're just gonna bottom of the list. We'll throw um, you. Yeah, yeah. Try again next week, right? You know. So use your. But if you feel like, you feel feel like you got a good one, and you think that the odds are there, or, you know, you could also do on this prop build. It's crazy, but you can. Um, one quarterback to outscore, or one wide receiver to outscore another wide receiver. So if you or or actually I was looking at it before it goes to outscore in terms of fantasy points no or in it, terms of yards touchdowns? yards or receptions or touchdowns whatever category you choose but it's those three gotcha. categories so I was looking there's actually a it's called trios there's actually a, you choose a wide receiver three wide receivers and you put them in order of their stats for the game and if you can correctly do it you win the money so those are options. I I love to hear some feedback, get some uh you know uh bets, I guess we'll say I guess we'll say props. And I think it'd be good. What do you think? I, I like that idea. I'd say I'd get in on it with you, but I I like this this concept that you have your own thing going on to connect with the fans. So I'm gonna to leave you at it. Fans. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you at it. Um one more thing I will say. We we talked about little Daniel and we talked about cousin Joe who were making their picks last year on the show. I also reached out to a, a friend of ours, a fan, so to speak. He is a friend first, but he is also a fan, Mr. Matthew Chapman. I asked him, you know, since you listen to the show so frequently, would you want to get in on it? And his answer was, let me just stop you right there. I cannot tell you how much money I already give my bookie on the bets that I throw away every week. So, like, I never got back to him on that. But, chap, if you're listening, we're, it's not real money. We're not wagering real money on the show. It's just really for shits and giggles in the championship belt. There was a championship belt. I was working on getting ordered, but I just didn't have the money. To have well, I have, I have, I have something. So. Do you? Yeah. I almost like, dude, the thing's thirty pounds. The belt. I, I have something. Well, I would I fucking love it. It wouldn't help my back. <laughs> it but was gonna have I, the like custom made logo. Uh, we'll, we'll oh, still, oh, I wouldn't. It oh, wouldn't yeah. help my back, but I would love it. <laughs> now, now the other thing is the reason why you do it is just validation. At the end of the year, if I'm up six thousand dollars, you know. I can call it anybody I want and say, yeah. hey, pal, you should just listen to me. And you would have been. Uh... Which is honestly a perfect segue to what we're getting to. Kind of what's become the the flagship, so to speak, of the show. The number one segment, even though it's typically only 30 to 90 seconds long. It's the glizzy God of the week. Oh, right. It's kind of the, the, the calling card of the show here. And. You're right. You see, you get the receipts. You get the validation. You if need some, it. If somebody's ever going to tell you, uh, well, you're just a guy who bought some equipment. Like, what do you really know? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Over the summer, my father, Bill, all over the wall back here. Shout out, Bill. He, he said, he's like, now, listen, I'm not being a dick or anything. Like, this is just a serious question because I don't understand the business. You know, like, 
why would someone want to listen to you guys instead of Mike and the Mad Dog? Which, first of all, we'll show you right away what my dad knows because Mike and the Mad Dog haven't been on air together in, what, 10 years now? So right. he literally said Mike and the Mad uh, Dog. Yeah, like, uh, they're both uh, retired, uh, first of all. <laughs> second of all, they hate each other. But, he, you know, I was like, you know what, Dad? Fair enough. Fair enough. That is a good point. Why would you want to listen to me? Well, we have receipts, Anthony. And we went back to the Glizzy God of the Week numbers. And we looked at those receipts. Against the spread, double A Anthony Alessino, 13 and 5. <laughs> Your boy, James Hockenjoes, 14 and 2 against the spread. What about the money line? 10 and 6 for me, 9 and 7 for you. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, well, that's weird. You only have 16 games, he has 18 games. I picked the COVID Pittsburgh game one week that never got played. That's how I got down to uh, 16. Mm -hmm. You picked two teams one week. I did. That's how you wound up with 18. But those are the numbers. So, I mean, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, you know, puff the chest out a little bit here. Like 14 and two against the spread. First time ever doing this thing. Well, who are you? Well, I don't know. There's money to fucking be made. Am I wrong? I made money last year. I made money too. I made a couple of grand on on betting on football last year. So, you know, I'm not saying follow me. I'm saying listen. I'm saying dissect what I'm saying, use it in your own opinion, you know, combine it a little bit, you know, but the numbers are there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and I'm, I don't, I would never ask anybody, I would never ask anybody, I'd never say, uh, to subscribe for $9.99 a month for my picks. I think that's oh, just, no. we're I, out that's, here giving them for free. You know, whatever. We're out here, we're giving them for free. I like feedback, I like challenges, I like you coming at me and saying, oh, well, you're crazy for saying this. Hey, these are my picks. Take them or leave them. Use them or don't. Last year we did good. I plan on doing better than I did last year this year. Yeah, I'm going for 16. I'm going for 18 and 0 this year. Right. I'm going for 18 and 0. Do you have a glizzy god? I have a glizzy god. Their name came up a few times on my personal sheet. By the way, that three-team parlay that I I put in for the TOD, that's also going to be my guest aligns parlay. So you can lock that in whenever you want, sir. Okay. Um... Jets money line, Seattle by two and a half, Cincinnati money line. Bringing me full circle to my glizzy god of the week at minus, uh, plus three, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. That's my glizzy guy. All right. Uh, get- I was thinking another team, but once I'm looking at my bet slip here and I got I got action with them on on two of my three bets, like they, I took the money line on them twice, so they got to be my, my glizzy god. Ravens minus four and a half, Packers minus four and a half, Rams minus seven and a half. Guess the lines. And yeah. Yeah, it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't want to, even though I love to disagree with you, I don't want to disagree with you. I can't disagree. This is the one time part of the show where we like to not disagree. Yeah. I highly doubt Minnesota. Also, I mean, let's just be real. If, if we're going to talk about receipts and the records, Higher, uh, less chance of failure when we both pick the same team. That's true, too. Less chance of failure. I don't think Minnesota has enough. I think they're probably better than they were last year. But I, I don't know. Dillon's another year older. The Bengals at home. Joe Burrow's return. The fans going to be pretty amped. It's going to be a tough game to lose. Yeah, it's going to. I mean, just the Vikings, you know. It's and I'll Vikings. never root for the Vikings. Fuck the Vikings. Fuck the Vikings. <laughs> My man. That wraps my show. My yeah, my, mean, my my uh segments. 
a quick message to all the young degenerates out there. As a rookie degenerate myself, you all heard the numbers. I'm sitting here witnessing it myself. Come here. If you want to get into some gambling, learn. Learn from the greats right here. They gave you the receipts. Greatness awaits. <laughs> PS4, greatness awaits. I love um, that. That's great. So, yeah, Thursday, just a few short days away, we got some football Thursday night, which is probably the same time you're going to be listening to this Thursday morning because this will be available Wednesday at midnight is what we shoot for. Um, just, I guess, now five days away. We're only a, roughly five days away from seven hours of commercial free football with Scott Hansen. And I can't. I can't wait, wait for that dick that I can't stand, Scott Hansen. <laughs> uh, we're excited about that. That's our week one show. As always, we're brought to you by Tiger Pack Productions. We're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Sachi D. De Niro and Stay Thirsty, Co. Peace out.